Okay, okay, what's going on, LBHT crew? B, what is going on? Not, not much, honestly. I mean, it's just another, another Wednesday, another week with no football. It, but it is Wednesday, and happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope your week is going well. But if not, hopefully it gets better starting right now. We are streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. So wherever you're watching, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, all of that. All right. And if you're listening to the audio portion of this, uh, make sure you give us a five-star review. Okay. Wherever you listen to podcasts, that is where we are. All right. Uh, Who we got here, man? Who's in here? Jeremy Miller's already in here. What's going on? Jeremy says, hey, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, Jeremy. Good to see you, my friend. Produced by Urban Closer says, Coach Hendo, Chris, and Mikey sent me. That's what I'm talking about. Salute to the Roundup crew. Salute. Salute. Uh, Kenneth Pellers in the house. It's too bad Matabike ain't going nowhere from Baltimore. Hey, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it, Kenneth. We're going to talk about it. Killers in the house. What's going on, Killers? Says Ola Jose. Salute. Okay. Says Mucho Gusto Brodney. Okay. It's always nice to meet you. <laughs> All right. Our guy Hendo's in the house. What's going on? He's getting shout out to people in the, in the chat, showing them love. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. We got Zeke Hokage in the house. What's going on, Zeke? Says hello, so Unc. What's going on? What's going on? All right. Look, it is the off season. Right. Uh, not a lot of football going on, but there's still football going on. You know what I'm saying? All right. We got the combine going on right now. All right. We get to we get to look at the fast guys and lie to ourselves. The ones that we we watch football tape on for two, three years. Mm-hmm. We know that they're they're average at best. But when they run that sweet four three, we say maybe could be. <laughs> I joke about up. this. I, I coach about it every. I, I joke about it every year. What's, What's going Tracy? on, Tracy? Just glad to spend a Wednesday night with LVHT. Salute to you guys for what you do. Thank you so much, Tracy. We really appreciate you. Uh, I joke about this every year, but I'm one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys. Don't let it be somebody that runs a four two forty. I'm like, <laughs> man, just coach him up. Like, Marvin Harrison can't even catch. <laughs> <laughs> Get this dude from Utah State Community College. <laughs> Listen, 40 times changed the hearts and minds of the most analytical people. Okay. I told B that years ago. B is just like, that guy's not gonna, he's not, he's not, he's not gonna go higher. I said, he ran a 4-3. <laughs> he's 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 definitely going higher. Yeah. <laughs> uh Irvin Closer says runs a 4-3, but can't consistently catch or get pressure. Yes. This is what we do. Life with Yolanda. Salute. Uh, What's going on? Make Yolanda. sure you subscribe to our friend Yolanda. Y'all know Yolanda. Okay. She's got a brand new channel. It says it right there. Life with Yolanda. I need you to go ahead and subscribe ASAP right now. All right. And good evening to you, Yolanda. Thanks for coming through. Shug, what's going on? Says Cam to WWE. Man, listen. Um, I think people don't understand what a professional athlete is okay now they can't all fight but there are 
but a professional athlete, they're all physically gifted. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, they can't all fight, right? Yeah, like he said. But neither can the general populace. Yeah, and, it, and, right. <laughs> and they're far more athletic than you. <laughs> they're much stronger and faster and bigger than you are. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in the overtime show, okay? We're mentioning it right now, but the overtime show is where... Do I have it here? That uh, I don't think I added it. I'll add that. Mm-hmm. But the overtime show... Yeah, that's the one thing I missed. Uh, the overtime show is where uh, we'll, we'll be discussing that. And we'll be discussing that in detail. That is our second quarter public opinion. We have one for you guys on the main show. We're going to have a second quarter public opinion featuring Cam Newton versus those TSP thugs. That's what they call themselves, TSP. What's mm-hmm. TSP? What does that mean? I, f- I forget what it's called. It's called Top Shelf, Top something shelf like that. Top Shelf Pros or something like that. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of evidence to submit, and um, it's going to be – quite a show all right so patreon.com slash lbht show that's where you can uh find it at the end of this show for the overtime show all right uh but we have a lot to discuss in this show all right uh just oh, okay well i guess jose is gone not sure what he was about to say uh we are going to be talking about the ravens uh free agency plans we're going to be talking about the panthers free agency plans oh and am i back yeah you're back oh i i said i would mention a name if something went wrong okay i'm going to give them one more chance don't don't mess this up guys (laughs) all right uh yes but uh, you know free agency is here um we had we had EDC give us a couple of nuggets from the combine. They're at the combine, right? When they were giving their yeah, I believe so. So I know, I, I, I know, I disappeared. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what happened there. It's, it's not my fault. I'm gonna say that. Okay, big cuz, what's going on? Salute, salute to you, DDSQ. What's going on? Thanks for coming through, Noah. What's going on? Just subscribe to Yolanda's channel. That's what I'm talking about. That's what everybody needs to do. Jada Six in the house says, it warms my heart that Cam handling business on and off the YouTube <laughs> platform. That's right. Those guys will never make that mistake again. What's going on, coach? Hey, and make sure you guys, I, I know you guys are all subscribed to Sip to Tally uh, films, but 10,000 subscribers is the goal. We need that ASAP. Okay. He's yes. working around the clock. I need you guys to get on board with this. All right. That is the home of the Ravens Roundup. You might hear that name some other places. Don't worry about them. This is this is the Ravens Roundup that you want to be a part of. Okay. The original. The original. Okay. So, all right. I think we got everybody. Where where should we start? Do we want to start with we want to start with the EDC shenanigans already? Well, I feel like since it's what we do here and it is still black history month we should start with the black history fact oh man see i got i got so i got so upset <laughs> by the by, by by this edc talk by by yeah. ec's uh, talk i i completely forgot well there you go okole okole sitting backstage like what happened to me mm-hmm. <laughs> yes b is right we Nicole out the show i know wow. i'm sorry we do like to start every show with the black history fact and b and okole and he is a person, okay? He is a person. Not a real person, but he's a person. They have a black history fact for you.
Welcome to this week's LBHT Black History Fact. Hank Aaron, born in 1934, was a baseball legend whose 23-season career in Major League Baseball, MLB, left an indelible mark. Spending the majority of his career with the Milwaukee Atlanta Braves and concluding with the Milwaukee Brewers, Aaron earned the nickname Hammerin' Hank for his powerful swing. Notably, he broke Babe Ruth's home run record, ultimately setting a new standard with 755 homers, a record that endured for over three decades. Debuting in 1954, Aaron's consistent offensive prowess earned him the most all-star selections in Major League history and three Gold Glove Awards for his outfield skills. He secured the 1957 National League MVP, two batting titles, and four RBI titles. Aaron played a vital role in the Braves' 1957 World Series victory. April 8, 1974, marked a historic moment when Aaron surpassed Ruth's home run record, hitting his 705th home run. Perhaps his greatest achievement in baseball came on February 29, 1972, when he signed a three-year contract and became the first player ever to eclipse $200,000 per year in salary. Beyond statistics, Aaron's impact extended to breaking racial barriers, becoming a symbol of resilience against racism in sports. Retiring in 1982, Aaron's legacy goes beyond the numbers. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame that same year. His dignified demeanor and contributions to civil rights make him a revered figure leaving an enduring legacy that transcends the sport of baseball. Hank Aaron's impact continues to resonate, inspiring future generations. Every time. Every time. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Time. Hey, salute to Hank Aaron for the Black History Fact, man. And, 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 and what Nicole was trying to say was the 715th home run. Uh, what did he say? Record. 750. <laughs> 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 but the, 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 the most important part of that and why it was this week's Black History Fact is because tomorrow is February 29th. So it would be the anniversary of him signing uh, his, his three year contract and becoming the first player to, to earn over 200,000 a year in All right. baseball. Nice. That's a great Black History fact. All right, look, I'm giving you guys a little preview now because I need to add this. All right, there it is right there. That's going to be the talk of the... Wow. And Jose is gone again. Not sure what's going on over there. Uh, I know that we are having quite a uh, uh, dangerous windstorm where I'm at. I don't know if the same thing is like, happening with Jose. I feel like this is going to be a problem. You said there's a storm over by you? Yeah, we got a windstorm going on over here. I don't know. It, it wasn't, I mean, it was raining all day, but I, I don't know. But get together, guys. All right. All right. We, we don't want to do you like we like we did StreamYard. All right. We, we did StreamYard for this. All right. We need we need to get this. We need to get this right. It just kicked me out. I wonder because I uploaded something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Anyway, um, EDC. Um, I, I want I want the EDC defenders uh, front and center, okay, B, front and center, right? You guys were 
on our next, not you guys, <laughs> you guys were on our next a few weeks ago when B just happened to mention in a clip. It's just, we were even talk, that wasn't even the talk of the clip. We we're talking about Lamar Jackson. B just mentioned, don't know if we can get it done with EDC, right? Real quick. And we had all kinds of, of the, the classic gatekeepers on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? Your EDC burner, your Adam Gardner's, right? You even had Sarah, Sarah Ellison and uh, what's that? Bobby going at us about Harbaugh and then, and then, and then, you know, EDC, you know, they had, they had to bring up EDC in the clip as well. Well, EDC, your boy said at the combine when they're interviewing them, Hey, if you, you know, what's the deal, Matt BK, you going to franchise them? Like if we can't get a deal done, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you guys might be on board with that. A lot of you might be on board with that. Matt BK is an excellent player. Very good player. And if money wasn't an issue for this team, I'd be like, cool, keep him. Keep him and Patrick Queen. I like Patrick. I like everybody on defense. <laughs> I say keep everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But we're we're not in that reality. We're in the reality of you have to pick and choose. And for picking and choosing, Matt BK can't be the guy you pick. We have two holes at O-line. Mm-hmm. Some might say three, but we have two major holes on, at the guard position, left guard, right guard. We have a left tackle that we're unsure about. We have a right tackle. You know, we're sure that he's he's not that great. Yeah. So a lot of work needs to be done on the O-line. We need to put a lot of our resources in there. We And we knew that before the season ended. We knew that we need better skilled players than what we have. They were better than what they were in the past, but not quite where they need to be. We talked about what did us in in the playoffs. Everybody says the defense did their part, but the offense wasn't sufficient. So why then in the offseason is your main focus the defense? Because that's just the way they do things in Baltimore. It's always been the way they do things in Baltimore. And when you have this same uh, power structure in place, that's always going to be the way they do things in Baltimore. It's just what they believe. Uh, and it's and to be fair, it's what's worked for them in the past. Uh, it's not working really in the present uh, in terms of winning Super Bowls. You know, they, they're a good team. They're a competitive team, but they, they can't or haven't been able to get it done in the playoffs. Uh but it's, it's just what these guys know and what they believe, right? Uh, the problem here is, you know, the Ravens are sitting at about $16.5 million in cap room, and franchising Justin Matabike looks like about $22 million, $21 million, somewhere right in their early 20s, or the low 20s, I should say. Uh, now, so that already puts you in a position where you have to make moves on your roster just to accommodate the franchise tag. Now they can open up a quick nine and a half million by cutting uh, Hard R Ricard and Tyus Bowser, and and nothing of value was. Lo- I shouldn't say that Tyus Bowser is a very good player. He just didn't play for y'all last year for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. But that's nine and a half million right there. You can open up. Uh, I was, you know, they can cut Morgan Moses. Uh, that's another five plus million they they can open up and just let Pat McCarty play right tackle. I guess right. You can cut Marlon Humphrey and open up uh, a little over eleven million if you designate him a post June first cut. Um, 
they can go to guys and, and try to restructure. They can try to restructure Lamar and open up some cap room there. They can ask Ronnie Stanley to take a pay cut. So, I mean, they have ways to open up money, opening money. But we know that the Baltimore Ravens don't really love to do that, right? Uh, and the thing with Justin Matabike is he had a he had a phenomenal year. But, you know, he wasn't a a difference maker in terms of, like, he's winning you games, you know? Yeah. Uh, guys like Chris uh, – and, and Black Hiller mentioned them there, right there. Chris Jones and Aaron Donald go out there and they make game-changing plays. He played well against the Chiefs, but he wasn't making game-changing plays right. uh, and, and, you know, forcing turnovers, getting timely sacks, things like that. And letting Matabike walk allows you to focus all your resources on the offense – Make sure you you really build up that O line. Uh, go out and get a starting running back uh, like a Saquon Barkley. I know the, the rumors are they're in on Derrick Henry, but there's also Josh Jacobs. There's also DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, uh, Austin Eckler. There's a, a number of of pretty pretty good starting running backs available. Uh, you know, it allow you to look at wide receiver. I know that you know T Higgins has already uh, been franchised. Uh, the Colts are saying they're not going to let Pittman hit free agency. Uh, but, you know, there's still other guys out there, you know, second and third tier type wide receivers. You're looking at Tyler Boyd, you know, maybe a Darnell Mooney. Uh, Mike Evans' situation hasn't been decided just yet. So, I mean, that's still on the table for him there. Uh, but when you franchise Justin Matabike, you're taking up a huge chunk of of your, your available resources. Now, even if they do eventually get a long-term deal done, it's not likely going to come in time for them to actually spend money at the beginning of free agency. And, and that's the, the biggest problem with this for me because you can, you can franchise them and get a deal done, but net, then you missed out on Saquon. You missed out on Derrick Henry, potentially you missed out on, you know, some of the top O linemen who are available. And then it doesn't matter that you got the deal done later and brought his cap number down. Yeah. I mean, every year we do this anytime there are viable options, especially wide receiver in the offseason, it's always, can we afford him? Or we get this guy at the right price. Or this guy, yeah, oh, no, nah, he priced himself out. He's going to cost too much. But it's nev- we never question it when it's defense. We never question it. I mean, franchise tagging Matabika should not be an option. Signing him shouldn't be an option. And it doesn't matter the cost. What did you say it was, $23 million? Uh, Somewhere around there. Maybe a little bit less, but yeah. right. But if we spend it on a wide receiver, then it's oh, well, that's that's risky. Wide receiver impacts the game a lot more than a defensive tackle does, mm-hmm. right? And like I said, unless Aaron Donald or Chris Jones, and that's not Matabike, very good, but he's not that. Much rather spend that on a Justin Jefferson, on a Stephon Diggs, on a Mike Evans, one of those type of players, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Lamar is what's going to win win games for us. Lamar is what's going to lead us to a Super Bowl. And we need to make sure that Lamar has playmakers on that side of the ball. Justin Matabike can't do anything for Lamar. Yeah. Not even getting the ball back. He don't force, he don't force turnovers like that. So No. And, and, you know, even the guys that you mentioned, Aaron Donald and Chris Jones, who are the, you know, the top, arguably the top defensive tackles in the league. You know, Aaron Donald didn't win anything until he got Matt Stafford there. Yes. Uh, They didn't even make their their first run until they went out and got, you know, they drafted Jared Goff number one overall. Uh, 
Chris Jones, obviously he's playing with Pat Mahomes, and that's why they're in it every single year. You know, there aren't any D tackle led teams, you know. Uh so yeah, he he's not gonna be the one to to take you where you want to go. Uh you fell short with him on the roster. You it's you gotta look in a different direction. Uh, yeah. they they've tried to go defense first, you know, being a defense led team for the last six years, and it's worked zero out of six times. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we should try the offense once. And and it just seems like they're stuck in their ways. There's be a couple of these comments here. Hey, what's going on, Agent E? Salute to you. Thanks for coming through. What's up, Agent? Uh Jada Six says, uh, draft the wide receiver and still sign Mike Evans. Really hell Kurt Kurtko. Yeah, if EDC wants to be cheap about it. <sighs> yeah, he does want to be cheap about it. Like they have a they have a philosophy over here that revolves around defense and running the ball until you get to the playoffs. Like this is a this is what pisses me off about it, because it's defense and run the ball, but you get to the playoffs, you don't run the ball, that's cool. Right? Like if your identity is run the ball and you're losing these games by not running the ball, you hold your head coach accountable. Mm-hmm. You say that's not what we what we planned. And every time we get to the playoffs, we things don't go like this like like we discussed, like like how this team is supposed to be built. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Right, his feet need to be held to the fire, but we always just say, "Oh no, it's okay." Well, Lamar has to do better. Lamar has to do something with his feet. Mm-hmm. Nah, we can't. We can't keep operating like this. We can't. Rock a bit. It appears you can. So, <laughs> so enjoy. Uh, and look, you know, it's not okay. A, it's not a bad thing having Justin Matabike. Like I said, he's a very good player. Uh, I just don't think it's ultimately going to lead them to where they want to be yeah okay so we talk a lot about what we think the team should do right and we get into arguments with people about oh that's they're not going to do that it's not going to happen we didn't say that's what's going to happen right we say we what they need to do we we talk about what they need to do and what they're likely to do and why it's a bad idea okay justin madbike doesn't surprise me. In fact, you've been saying that they're probably going to you know, re-sign him to let Patrick Queen walk. That's the move. And also, they're going to spend money on a cornerback. They've been trying to do that for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Right? Three or four years, really. So, they, they first, they, they tried to trade for Jalen Ramsey. And in fact, I think that was Lamar's MVP year. Was that 2019? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and they failed at trading for Jalen Ramsey because they weren't willing to give up what they needed to give up to get him. They got Marcus Peters instead. Uh, they went after Xavier Howard until they found out the price for Xavier Howard. They went after Darius Slay, and the Eagles matched their offer. Uh, and right now, you know, Marlon Humphrey's in a in a space where a lot of people are kind of questioning his his uh, role with the team moving forward. Uh, you know, he's been a little bit up and down. Still a good player. Uh, but he's got a high cap number and, and you know, hasn't been a lockdown kind of all-pro type player. Uh, Brandon Stevens really came on last year. But I'm sure, and this is the, the point that Jose is making, that they, they want to, they're going to want to solidify that position even more. I'm of the opinion that they will go and do that in the draft, very early in the draft, uh, possibly second round, maybe even first round, but more likely I think in the second round. 
but the the problem again is just that they continue to use premium resources on positions that you know they they don't need to use or they shouldn't be using those resources on and they ignore uh more important arguably areas of the team uh you know we've been saying it you guys have been saying it in the chat for a while as well you have to build a wall around Lamar Jackson. You have to protect Lamar Jackson. And since Dacosta has been there, the O-line has deteriorated quite a bit. Uh, they they bounced back a bit this year, for sure. Um, but, I mean, you know, we're a couple years removed from Alejandro Villanueva playing left tackle for the Baltimore Ravens, right? And now, you know, they let Kevin Zeitler walk. They're letting uh, John Simpson walk. And... You know, they have big question marks at both tackle spots, but, you know, those guys are they're under contract, so they're there. But those are question marks, and then they went ahead and created giant holes at both guard spots. Uh, they don't really have guys on the roster that you would be comfortable plugging in to those spots. You've got Ben Cleveland, who hasn't, I mean, if we're being honest, he, just, he hasn't looked good. But, you know, I mean, you know, there's still hope there for him. Right? He's a young player, and offensive linemen sometimes take a few years. Uh, Salah looked, he looked bad last year. Pat McCarty is a backup, right? So let's say if we were being generous, let's say Ben Cleveland, you know, he, he's on the Ben Powers plan and he, he turns in one really good uh, starting quality season for the Ravens this year, uh, starting at right guard, then you're still down a left guard and don't really have a replacement there. And you're going to have to either go into free agency and find that or in the draft, uh, if you're bringing back Matabike, which it looks like they are, then it really restricts what you're able to do in free agency. You know, you're looking at uh, older players uh, or, you know, younger guys who who just haven't been that good. Uh, Or you're again, going into the draft where Eric Acosta has not been very successful on the O-line. You know, they got, like I said, they got one year out of Ben Powers. Tyler Lindebaum was a, was a home run of a pick. He's been fantastic, but the rest of the old linemen they've picked have been awful. Terrible. Uh, and it's not something, you know, you, you don't want to put your quarterback in the situation where you're you're depending on a rookie or, you know, even a second-year player where you don't know where you're going to get from them. Because this is a team that's supposed to be competing for a championship right now. Uh, you need to go and get proven players to put around them. And again, you know, this is about Justin Matabike. Because, yeah, they do need to fix the O-line, and they should still be able to do that, uh, even bringing Matabike Matabike back, but you also need to upgrade the skill position around Lamar Jackson. They didn't have a single player hit a thousand yards last year, right? Uh, rushing or receiving. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is a free agent. Gus Edwards is a free agent. Odell Beckham's a free agent. That's your number three wide receiver, or actually, yeah, your number two wide receiver, uh, and your top two running backs are all free agents. Yeah. So you have to go and get you know, obviously a starting caliber running back. You should be looking to get a starting caliber wide receiver. Uh, and it's just going to be extremely difficult to do if you bring back Justin Matabike and he's taking up either 20 plus million on the cap, you know, if you have to franchise him, or, you know, 12, 13 plus million if you have to, or if you're able to get a long-term deal done. Yeah. Pay the Bills has a question here. It says, question, how many teams – with top tier QBs that are getting paid want to be running teams other than the Ravens. Not, not many. I mean, look, every, you know, everybody wants to run the ball. Everybody likes to run the ball. You need to have a good solid run game, but those teams depend on their quarterbacks. 
Yeah. You know, and, and they and they put talent around their quarterbacks to allow them to go out there and make it happen. Well, we depend on our quarterback too. We just don't support him. Yeah. That that's that's the that's the difference. We don't we don't support him. You know, going into the season with first and second year players and guys you pick up off the street every year mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, good enough. Oh, hey, he's developing. Like we want to get guys and say, well, they're developing on that side and they'll turn into something in a few years during, you know, we're saying that while we're trying to win now, our window is now. But on the defensive side, that's not acceptable. It's everything that they're about to do this offseason is on the offensive, offensive side is what they need to do on the defensive side. We've already made the investments. We've already prepared for this moment for when Matabike is going to hit free agency for when Patrick Queen is going to hit free agency. They didn't expect Matabike to be this good. That's why they drafted Travis Jones. Right? That's why they went back and 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 picked up Michael Pierce. Because Matabike wasn't playing up to the level they they wanted him to play. So they were expecting him to be gone and then he had a breakout year. Patrick Queen same thing. You don't trade for Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen is a Patrick Queen that's that, that's been playing the last year and a half. Right. But he wasn't. So we already made those adjustments. That's why they drafted Trenton Simpson because they already expected him to be gone. So we don't have to keep going out in free agency and, and picking high in the draft to replace these guys. Same thing at cornerback. You guys don't like when we have a cornerback, but we made a lot of picks at corner. Right? I know they were third, fourth round picks, but we used a lot of draft picks. We didn't we didn't want to trade those picks. We didn't want to trade up. We wanted to keep them. And you want to get cornerback. Those are our cornerbacks. We spent a first round, a high first round pick on a safety. Excellent player. We spent a lot of money on another safety. Excellent player. So that's our defense. Offense needs to get that kind of love. Right? And just saying, well, we drafted, we drafted all these wide receivers. They're not working out, except for Zay Flowers. I mean, I heard coach. I heard. Uh... Okay, and Jose is gone again. I see in the chat here. Uh, I think Kansas City uh, runs to open up the pass game. I mean, like that—that's a thing that teams do at times. But Kansas City was second in the league in pass attempts and second to last in the league in run attempts this year. Uh, Baltimore was first in rush attempts, uh, you know, and it, so it's not—it's not the same thing. Like Baltimore in the regular season pretends that they are a run-heavy, run-first team, right? Uh, and actually, I'm sorry, no, Kansas City wasn't second to last in rush attempts. They were—they were in the uh, bottom half of the league. I meant to say Baltimore was second to last in pass attempts, uh, but it's just a, it's a different mindset, right? You know, you can say, Hey, they, they run to open up the pass, but what they want to do is pass. What Baltimore wants to do is run. And then they get to the playoffs and they say, you know, Hey, we're down seven. We got to throw the, uh, throw the run game plan out the window uh, and go full panic mode and throw constantly with a team that's not built to throw, right? Uh, and it's happened, again, with three separate offensive coordinators. It happened under Marty Morningweg against the Chargers. It happened under Greg Roman for a couple of years, and now it's happened with Todd Munkin. 
so, I mean, that to me says it's a head coaching issue, but it's a, and I don't even think it's necessarily an in-game issue. I mean, it, it is and it isn't, but it's a, it's something that needs to be fixed outside of, you know, the sideline during the game. It's a philosophical problem in Baltimore that they refuse to build a team that's capable of passing. Um, but, you know, it, it looks like at least the, the early returns for this offseason are saying that they're going to go down that same path uh, since they're, they're opening it up by spending, you know, the, the biggest chunk of, of their available cap on a defensive tackle. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're, they're, they're still out there pursuing, you know, high-end offensive players. I don't really like the signing of Derrick Henry if that's really the route that they're going. I don't think that they should be going out and, and pursuing a 30 – 30-year-old running back who is likely on the downside of his career without even attempting to uh, to bring in some of the higher-end players. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We have to give them the, the not the benefit of the doubt, but we got to wait and see what actually happens, uh, you know, once free agency gets started. Uh, but I think that uh, once since Jose is gone, we'll go ahead and talk about the, the, the reason you're all here uh, a little bit. Dan Morgan was at the combine as well, uh, and they asked him about Brian Burns and what the team's plan is for Brian Burns. I know a lot of Ravens fans are interested in hearing about Brian Burns' fate as well in Carolina, uh, but he said that everything is on the table, essentially. Uh, you know, signing an extension, even though they don't want to pay him the kind of money he's looking for, uh, using the franchise tag, uh, and also, as the, the banner says, trading him. Uh, it would be, I, I don't even have the words to describe how angry I would be about the team trading Brian Burns uh, after they turned down an offer of two first round picks plus. Uh, but, you know, this is just kind of where we are now. You know, they, they turned that down after, uh, you know, when he was coming off one of the best or the best season of his career. He had, he had a down year in terms of production. He still, he played very well, but you're not going to get two first round picks for him at this point. Um, so I don't think that trading him should really be on the table. Uh, not at all, but you know, yeah, I'm sorry guys. This, this new setup, we, 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 we're going, we're going to figure things out afterwards, but it's, it's, it, it's going to be a bumpy ride this y'all. So uh, apologize yeah. in advance. So, yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, realistically I don't think trading Burns should be on the table considering you already turned down what you turned down for him uh, they they needed to at that point go ahead and get a long-term deal done for him uh, and then work on bringing in another edge rusher to play on the other side but again and for those of you who don't know uh, the Carolina Panthers came into the league in 1995 uh, and they have been poorly run ever since uh, and that's no matter who the head coach is, no matter who the general manager is, and now no matter who the owner is, they are a pretty incompetent organization. Uh, but you know, again, just like I said with the with the Ravens, you know, hope springs eternal this, this time of year, right? So we're we're gonna we're gonna wait and see what they do. You know, maybe they maybe they get that extension done with Burns, bring him back, get an extension done with Derek Brown, and start to really build something on that side of the ball and take care of Bryce Young. I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see. 
Yeah, like I said, we, they, he's already they've already passed the point of no return with Brian Burns. And I, I, I should probably speak fast. I'm not sure when this thing's going to kick me off again. I'm not sure what's going on. It just it's just doing it randomly. All right, but yeah, man, you you've passed up on your draft picks. You you've passed up on an opportunity, and all that's going to happen now is teams are going to lowball you. Right, they're going to lowball you. You're not going to get the offer that you got before because they're going to have to trade for him and pay him. That's always hard to do. Um, yeah, man, you're going to have to pay him, and and he could be a part of your rebuild. He's young. Was he 26 years old? Yeah, 25 or 26. Yeah, so he can be a part of that rebuild when you guys get good again. If you make the right moves now, it won't take long for you guys to turn it around. So it's just, it's an important offseason. I think he needs to be a part of it. I see. Uh, I see Tyrone saying uh, they made them. Essentially, they made the mistake already. Uh, go ahead and get what you can get for him. It, but that's not. It's not that it's not either, either or like it's not a, a we have to trade him situation they can yeah. just pay him his money and keep him he's a very very good player he's arguably i mean no not even arguably at this point he's the best player on the team uh and and he's very young yeah he, it's not like he's going to be you know useless by the time they turn the team around they should just give him his money at this point i was all on board with trading him before when they got offered two first round picks because that's more than what he's what he's worth essentially but you said no okay pay him he's here now that's what it is well look he's the best player but you also had Derek Brown on that, on that D-line you, you know they should yeah. bring back Frankie Louvu as well that defense you know right now that front four like they should be pretty pretty set, set there i mean they they you know Luvu's off ball, but he, you know, he blitzes a lot and everything. But they, they, they've got Derek Brown, they've got Brian Burns, but they don't have another edge. Uh, now they can, I think they can fill in another D tackle. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't be too much of an issue. You know, they were kind of rotating guys in and out of there. But the real problem is they have not been able to hit on another edge rusher. They had Hassan Reddick for a year and they let him walk, which I thought was fine because you know they were they were descending into the depths of hell at that point and it was there was no reason to keep him around um but they you know they drafted gross matos that didn't work they drafted marquise haynes years ago that didn't work uh they drafted amari barno that didn't work they drafted dj johnson that doesn't look like it's working because they keep drafting traits instead of football players um hopefully you know with new coaching staff with the new gm i mean somewhat new gm uh, that'll change, and maybe they'll they'll look for guys who are actually skilled uh, in, in in their draft picks. But again, that's a it's kind of a wait and see thing. Uh, but they've spent a lot of picks, you know, trying to fill that spot, and it just has not worked for them. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the this is the off season. I mean, you got you have your coach. Um, he's committed to stick with Ikemekwanu. I think that's a good move. Um, he look, he looked terrible. The O line looked awful last year, but I just don't think they're that bad, man. There was a lot of injury issues last year, a lot. Uh, now, not with Aquano, he was just bad. Uh, but the interior O line, you know, both guard spots and the center spot were ravaged by injuries. Uh, they started a ton of different combinations. 
uh, along the O line, and you know the the O line head coach or the not head coach the O line coach was a a spy essentially for uh, for David Tepper, uh, reporting on Frank Reich and and what was going on in, in the locker room and everything. So it was a it was a really bad situation. Um, I'm hopeful that you know Brady Christensen comes back healthy. Uh, you know Austin Corbett. I don't know if he's going to really be you know, how ready he's going to be. He's coming off of his second major knee injury. Uh, but hopefully they, they'll they be able to come back and, uh, you know, get things kind of solidified uh, in the interior. And then Taylor Moten's a decent enough player. He's been there for, for quite a while, manning the, the right tackle spot. And, I mean, at this point, they just got to show, you know, some patience with uh, Iquanu. You know, it was his second year. A lot of guys really struggle uh, in the transition from college to pro, particularly at left tackle, uh, you know his his rookie year was was encouraging, you know, and then it just it you know he kind of took a step back in year two, but it doesn't mean that he can't play. Um, it didn't look great. I'm not gonna lie. He, you know, he was just he was jumping off sides. He was holding. He was just getting ran around. It it wasn't it wasn't pretty. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, moving forward. You know that that won't necessarily be his uh, his story or you know what just what he is. Uh, and if you'll bear with me for just a minute, we're going to be joined by a guest. And I did that wrong. Let me take you down. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, we are going to go ahead and see if we can get Hendo off the screen now. Oh, hey. Let me go ahead. Why is taking yeah. the whole screen? Because I because I did it wrong. Okay, you know what? I just I don't know why I don't know why it's got to be a big deal. I don't know why we can't just move on and and just and just talk about what we're talking about. All right, I made a mistake. All right, I didn't leave the show eighteen times. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I mean, just, I'm not I'm not talking about you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the storm. Yeah, that storm will be getting a, a angry email from me after the show. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be talking to your internet provider, but it's not the internet. Okay, yeah, whatever. Say, say what you want to say. Our, yeah, yeah garbage landing page. Yeah, right. garbage internet. Yeah, okay. But anyway, Hendo, thank you uh, for joining us. Yes, uh, Rob, I heard some. I heard some about Burns, and I was like, where do I sign up? Right. Trades so, or Ravens? <laughs> I don't know why I brought you up here and what I expected. Um, no, he's not getting traded to Baltimore. That's you know why he's not getting traded to Baltimore? Because oh, y'all right. love draft picks and hate spending money. You have so, and you already did that once at linebacker with Roquan. But so but we love but we love defense. Yeah, you do. We got uh, we'll, we'll trade you Marquise Haynes. So. You remember that year when they spent like I think all their picks on defense, and we we desperately needed offense. I think that was the year we got Marlon Humphrey. Do you remember was, that? It might it might have been. Uh, we have there's a question for you in the chat. Was a. Uh, <laughs> from John Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the provider. Who knows? <laughs> it's not the internet. Okay. It's it's uh it's, it's who we're using now. Okay. Uh, it's already, not causing no, no problems over here. It's no problems over there yet. But when it happens to you, you're gonna be saying, Wow, hey, what's okay. wrong with this thing? Okay. This is exactly what happened over at StreamYard. I just want to remind you. It's the same thing okay. that happened in StreamYard. I told you there's something wrong here. You're like, no, it's your internet. It's your internet. And then all of a sudden, it started happening to you. You're like, wait a minute. 
It didn't happen to me, uh, but whatever. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the Panthers. I think that, you know, the Panthers, it's wide open for them. You know, outside of getting Brian Burns taken care of. And, you know, I think they should go ahead and try and get Derek Brown's extension done as well. They can go in any number of directions because the team is that bad. Uh, they need help at linebacker. They need help at corner. Safety is fine. Safety is fine. They, they're pretty solid at safety. Uh, not spectacular, but sol- solid. They need help all across the O-line. They need help at, you know, at wide receiver, obviously. Um, don't want to run it back with DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. Uh, they need help at tight end because shock and awe, getting a leftover tight end from the Baltimore Ravens has failed us <laughs> yet again. Uh, he's been going through some things. They need... He, he, he really has. And I, 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 hope he's, I hope he's doing all right. Uh, I just hope he's not starting tight end in Carolina. Uh, they do need a starting running back, but they're okay there for now. Um, I'll say this. They, uh, they don't have any issues at fullback, unlike Baltimore, so that's nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they can take the, the free agency in any direction, really. Uh, and then the draft, you know, obviously they're, they're going to just have to continue trying to put weapons around Bryce Young and protection around Bryce Young because – whether or not Bryce Young was the right pick, mm-hmm. he's the pick you made and, yeah. and the guy you paid for at this point. You better make it right. So, yeah, it's it has to work. Uh, speaking of another guy who who was kind of thrust into that situation and hasn't really uh, panned out, we've got the news out of Chicago uh, where their GM, Ryan Poles, is saying that if they do decide to draft a quarterback at number one overall, they are going to try and move Justin Fields before free agency uh, to try and be fair to him and give him a shot at, at, at landing in another, you know, a good spot, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, I think is great. Most teams couldn't care less once they, once they're done with you, you know, they, they would just hold them until after they secure their guy and be like, see you later, Justin. Uh, so, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice gesture from them if they are able to go out there and, and get a deal done and allow him to, you know, a good shot at continuing as a starter somewhere else if they choose to move on. They are. I don't think they're going to keep him. You, th- you mean, think they're not going to keep him? No, I think they're going to move him. Even though I personally would keep him and build yeah, around so. him because especially over like the last five to seven games, he showed dramatic improvement. And with Matt Eberflus as the head coach – and with the, the, the nonsense they had going on over there, I think he thrived regardless of his surroundings. So I would, I would try to build around him. But they're going to get Caleb Williams and hope it work out. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. That, this is what happens. Every time a new regime comes in, they, they find a way to move out the, the quarterback, no matter how young he is. Um, I think that's another bad practice of the NFL. Well, course. no, they're, they're, not a, they're not a new regime over there. They, they just the help way. save their jobs. Uh, this is their second there. year, right? Huh? Ibufus just got there. No, Ibufus was the coach the year they drafted him. Uh, uh, okay. I'm not sure if they. I don't. Are they didn't sure? fire their GM at any point. I think they fired him the first season. Okay. I think Poles is Poles has been there at least two or three years. Yeah, but the the coach has been there. The okay. Well, we'll see you later. But the coach has been there the entire time. Uh, he should have been fired this year, but he, he wasn't. Uh, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't I don't understand it, mm-hmm. but they have already you know they they they've begun the process of building around him right. They drafted a tackle last year. They went ahead and fleeced Carolina for DJ Moore this year. 
uh, and now they are looking at a, a potential offense of DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Cole Komet for, for Justin Fields to throw to. I wouldn't really want to pass up on that. Uh, right. I think that, you know, Caleb Williams is, is, a, is a great prospect. He, you know, he's a very talented guy. But, I mean, you've seen Justin Fields play well in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You've seen that, you know, the, the flashes of what he can be uh, on a properly run team, essentially. And being able to give uh, your, your young quarterback weapons like that is, a, is something I wouldn't it's – not, it's an opportunity I wouldn't pass up. Right. But they're going to pass it up, and they're going to mess it up. But I do have a question because mm-hmm. just hopping back on the Panthers real quick, I didn't hear or I don't know the status of the Panthers' secret weapon. I don't know if he's a free agent or not, but what? No, no. What, what are you saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I have I to breathe, Hendo. I'm sorry, but you, you sighed. But anyway, so you, the secret weapon, He's ca- he caught a touchdown on 20% of his, his, his receptions. Oh, yeah, did he? Yeah. So, uh, is, so is Lavishka coming back? Or what's going to happen with that? I hate you so much. Uh, LaVisca can... Uh, I said in our in our Panthers free agency video, he needs to get the hell off my team. Uh, 20%, 20% is 20%, 20% is incredible until you realize that he only caught you know, the, the, the 10 Damn. passes. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know the, the thing about Chicago in, in this uh, scenario here is mm-hmm. it, it kind of depends on who's interested, right? Because... You know, one theory was if the New England Patriots were interested in bringing in Justin mm-hmm. Fields, right? That they could still end up with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, keeping that number one pick and acquiring number three from New England because they they have the number nine pick as well. So it would right. be Justin Fields plus number nine for right. number three and like a second and and whatever else. And then they're picking first and third. You get your quarterback. You get Marvin Harrison. And you know now you reset the clock. Like Chris, Chris just joking uh, from the deep cover pod when we were on the uh, Ravens roundup. You know his argument wasn't even you know necessarily player based. Uh, mm-hmm. You know Fields versus Williams. It was Fields. His contract's about to be up. You're gonna have to extend him. It's gonna be a ton of money, and you can just reset the clock by drafting Caleb Williams. I, I understand that, but even with next season, um, Justin Fields is owed six million dollars next season. Drafting Caleb Williams number one overall, he's going to be owed $9 million. And I get the long-term ramifications of everything, and it's not about money. It's just either you believe in Justin Fields as your starting quarterback or you don't believe in him. You don't yeah. think that he can progress and become that person. But my thing is, why not? And I'm not saying that there's a generational quarterback in every draft, yeah. but we kind of were saying last year, like, Bryce Young is a generational quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now this next yeah, year, he is. hey. No, I'm not, no, he is. No, no, he, Rodney, he is. I'm not saying he isn't. But then the next season, Caleb Williams. So there's going to be another generational quarterback coming around in the next few seasons. And if you have the rest of the team already in place, why not take that chance? Because mm-hmm. Justin Fields could turn out to be everything that you thought he was going to be. Now you have the pieces around him, and you can actually make a push, especially in uh, the NFC North. With Kirk Cousins gone, Detroit we really don't know what we're going to get from them on a consistent basis. And Green Bay, you know, they could actually overtake this division, especially being that the defense took off last season. And if you, it's kind of like the Ravens. Defense took off, and if you can kind of get the offense to where you need it to be, you can make a push. But 
now you're gonna go reset everything. And the biggest question is, you know Justin Fields' strengths and weaknesses. We really don't know if Caleb Williams can play in the NFL. It's a hope and a wish, and we're making projections, but yeah. we don't know if he can play. Look, I, and I'm going to be honest. Like I, I, I said he's a, he's a great prospect. You know, right. He's been phenomenal at USC. The first time I saw Caleb Williams, because I heard about him before I actually watched him play. Thanks. I heard what, you know, what a great quarterback he was, and he was the front runner for the Heisman, best player in the country and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I heard about him and then I watched him play and I was like, this guy, right. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw. He, he kind of, you know, in my first impression of him, uh, of watching him play was that's a great college quarterback and maybe not so much in the NFL. Um, and you know, now Carolina, Carolina has brought to light another danger. Uh, you can draft the number one quarterback in a class and maybe not get the best quarterback in that class. This is true. Um, For that moment. So, yeah. For that moment. But even still, like, just to me, Chicago can actually trade back one spot. Because I know Washington, and especially with their new offensive coordinator, they want, they kind of want Caleb Williams. So you could mm-hmm. trade back from one to two. Mm-hmm. Acquire a boatload of picks, kind of like in the Mitchell Trubisky trade. Get Marvin Harrison Jr., still have your second first round and more picks to build your team. And for a second, a there, I thought you were play. going. I thought you were going with Drake May there for a second, but all right. And you, I see you're 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 holding steadfast to that. Uh, but okay, let's say that they let's say they do let's say they do just move on from Justin Fields, which seems to me the most likely outcome. Uh, where would you like to see old Justin end up? Hmm. Or where do you think he'll end up? What do I think? Because yeah. I don't want to see him end up anyway. Because, well, I, I, I take it back. I was, I was, I was a little bit salty. I'm sorry. It's I was a little bit salty. I'm that. sorry. I was a little bit salty for the teams that passed up on Lamar and just didn't even give him a chance. But, yeah. um, he's been speculated to New England. I think he could end up either in Pittsburgh or Atlanta. Yeah, Raheem Morris came out today. I mean, listen, yeah, God, God bless Desmond Ritter, but he he threw that man directly under the bus uh and he said they they would have been a mud they would have been a playoff team if not for quarterback play essentially he said, he said i wouldn't have been here i wouldn't be uh, here right now yeah 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 they, they, those coaches wouldn't have been fired and then i, I watched a, a a video like a, a cut up of all of the the just back-breaking interceptions that desmond ritter threw this year and it, they were they were terrible. some terrible terrible throws let me tell you um, you talking about Raheem Moore? Morris. No, he Morris, yeah. yeah, talking about yeah. talking not talking about Desmond Ritter. Uh he was talking about quarterback play. Just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which which yeah. would include also what, what, Taylor, whatever Taylor that, whatever that is. No, no, it includes Taylor Heineken. Heineken. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I he wasn't the only trash player. <laughs> right. So I, I asked Hendo a minute ago, uh, I'll ask you as well, like, where you know, assuming that the Bears move on from Justin Fields, which seems to be the most likely outcome, where do you think he will <laughs> He's a good for to join. Uh, <laughs> where do you think Justin Fields ends up next season? <laughs> yes, bring the jo- bring the jokes out, bring them out. Thank you, Evie Mugs. Y'all, y'all I'm, I'm, I'm putting them on blast. Y'all, y'all saw he, that he went to get it. He went to get himself a nice cup of cup of coffee or tea or something there this time, I, right? I, I did. I, you know, I had to I had to get some 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 of that calming tea, and I had to type an angry letter to Evie Mugs. Okay, that's who's doing this to me. Okay. All right. At least stream stream. I didn't kick me off. This is true. I mean, yeah, they, they brought my resolution down to zero. But 
at times. Stream, StreamYard actually worked worse when I was plugged directly into the internet than it did wireless. That's like let's not let's not pretend that they they have any idea what's going on with their platform. <laughs> but where do you think Justin Fields ends up uh, prior to the the start of free agency, since they're going to do right by him? I think I think Washington's a good candidate. Anytime there's a there's a player to be had, like there's there's a hot name out there. Washington's name is always going to be in the mix. Hey, those are the those that was the Snyder Washington. All right, they're no longer that. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. We'll see. They you know, they're like this before Snyder too. Yeah, I I think I think Washington. I mean, and they need a quarterback. But they can take their quarterback at two. Or they can take Marvin Harrison. They could. They could indeed. Do they need another wide receiver though? Uh, well, Curtis Samuel's a free agent. Uh, Sam Howell yes. couldn't find Jahan Dotson. I don't know if it's a height issue. Uh, he just couldn't see him. I don't know what's going on. Would you rather throw him. to? Would you oh, rather throw man. to to, te- to to Scary Terry and uh, Marvin Harrison or Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson? Or Marvin Harrison. Or you can take Marvin Harrison. You can move Terry McLaurin. Get that contract off your books and start fresh with you know whatever quarterback you bring in, and then you're throwing to Marvin Harrison, John Dotson, and you know maybe you bring back Curtis Samuel. I don't know. But listen, I looked up Curtis Samuel the other day. I swore he was like 35. I mean, it's 28 years old. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm surprised he was still rude. in the league. It's no, I'm sure I'm being serious. I'm like 28. It's rude and uncalled for. And Curtis Samuel can play. I didn't yeah. say he couldn't play. I, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all the same thing I told you the last time uh, Curtis Samuel hit free agency. He would be a perfect fit for Baltimore. I'm not saying he wouldn't, but oh, I yeah. swore he played in 1997. <laughs> God, yeah, no, keep McLaurin and draft Harrison Jr. and <laughs> and get and get uh, Justin Fields. That's the move. Hmm. Okay. Let's what see. if they went number two? What if they? You said what they want the second. What if they were the second overall pick? If they're gonna and they give up Justin Fields and something else. Well, yeah, because the Bears have the number nine pick. Uh, so, like we were talking about with the Patriots, oh, that was a projected what, trade: Fields plus nine for three plus a second. And don't you know, work that way. Else. You, they'll, they'll never. I don't think they'll get a first round pick for Justin Fields. They they will if they're offering the number nine pick as well. Oh, that that's the, that's part of the package. Yeah, yeah, it was Fields plus number nine for number three and then some other picks like a second and plus whatever else so you know at that point this that trade was with new england they would only be moving down six spots they'd get the quarterback and still be picking in the top 10 and it'd be a uh, similar so. thing with washington uh because they'd be moving down from two to nine new england is a, is a interesting spot too yeah i can see that i can see that I'm, i uh, i don't know i don't know about two I'd, I would do it. I would do it if I was watching. Wow. I give the second pick. You do it. <laughs> I mean, because you, you still have you still have like Malik Neighbors and and players like that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, possibly, but I mean, I hope they fail wow. tremendously, spectacularly. I hope Washington fails. Falls flat. That's uh... she, she said. They don't. Oh, we got breaking news here. Uh oh. She said, uh, "Jose, they don't sell lemonade cookies in Cali." Ah, uh, this is tragic. <laughs> this is tragic. I didn't know that was a regional thing. Look, I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing until B showed them to me. And, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Girl Scout cook. 
And Jose is gone. He got, Jose got really excited about those Girl Scout cookies. He sure did. And Jose, thank you to KP for the $1 donation. He says for EDC defenders trying to boot you off. I can't, I can't write back. Yeah, you, this is, now I know what's going on. The Girl Scouts of America are trying to shut us down. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> we had a very serious conversation about Girl Scout cookies uh, on the Overtime Show last week. That's why you need to sign to our Patreon, patreon.com slash LBHT show. All right? Um, and we also continued the discussion on the Ravens Roundup, and we talked about the uh, – the cartel that they have formed. Jose's right. audio sounds like he's not long for this world, so I'm gonna jump in real quick right there and just say, "Should uh, audio too? They, they do. No, yes. it's, it's it's fine now. It, it, uh, but they they do in fact sell those lemonades out in California because that's where I bought them. Really? From from one, yeah, one of my coworkers' daughters was selling uh, uh, Girl Scout cookies, and you know, obviously, you know, the kids like nine or ten or whatever, and they can't. They can't handle it from out to the East Coast, so I right. they have to be shipped out from California. Uh, but yeah, I'm Scoop Sugarton. <laughs> he just can't find them. Right. <laughs> Instead of microphone man, there's oh. Jose default gray looking character. <laughs> uh, Jay, Jay is on Jay your neck is tonight, man. Yeah. Jeez, God man. damn it, Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. Why with the terrible opinions all the time? Lemonade cookies aren't good. You don't man, like lemonade? Wow, it's ridiculous. ridiculous! Have you even had a lemonade cookie? I don't think you had it. You you've had the Girl Scout lemonade cookies? Nah. No, he's had a, he's had po- a homemade he's had a homemade lemonade cookie. TJ yeah. Pinder, Pinder asks, uh, "What do you all think about the Tyree Kill allegations? How might that get shook out?" Listen, I'm not one to typically just dismiss. You know those, those kind of allegations because I mean it, obviously they're very serious allegations, and in this country, you know, a lot of times those allegations don't get taken seriously. Uh, people who commit those sort of crimes don't get punished. What's the allegation? She, uh, that he okay. Well, let me let me back up. I was I was just gonna say the allegation of what he did, but we have to we have to get the reason in there too. Uh, yeah. An OnlyFans model uh, apparently got out onto a field with Tyreek Hill. And and was just giving him that work running routes, and he like he couldn't he couldn't handle it, uh, and then it, he got so angry that he broke her leg, and she posted a video, uh, or like went live on Instagram or whatever with crutches, and was kind of you know hobbling around. I I gotta say I think she lied. <laughs> I, just don't, I don't I don't I don't believe I don't I don't believe any part of it. I don't believe obviously the working out with Tyreek Hill, and I don't believe that your leg was broken. All right, let me say this before I get cut out again. All right. I've seen Kevin Hart, who who has been working out over the years, mm-hmm. okay, in the gym, putting in that work, did a race. I can't remember who he was racing. Do you remember who he was racing? He was racing somebody. I don't remember who. Yes. He tore both Everything. of his ACLs. He blew out both of his knees. ACL, MCL. wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Everything gave out. Okay, I fully believe this this OnlyFans model was trying to guard Tyree Kill, and he literally broke her ankles. That I I believe that. <laughs> Pay the bills says, "What the hell is a lemonade cookie?" Oh, uh, wow! Man. Congratulations, Pay the Bills. Your day at life just got a lot better. What it is? <laughs> it's a cookie. Uh, it's a round cookie, and it's engraved to look like a like a cut lemonade, like a, you know, lemonade cut in half. 
and you you or cut lemon i should say not lemon you can't cut a lemonade in half uh, a cut lemon and if you bite into it it tastes like lemonade and it is delicious okay yeah this 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 whole show is spiraling out of control yes yeah, so uh, we're, we're gonna end this very soon the, the girl scouts don't want me to have have a connection here all right the, the, I'm telling them about the, about the truth here. This this is what the overtime show looks like a lot of times. By the way, this this you know it, it'll go in any direction you want to go into, but not right now. Okay, we have a show to do. What if is? You... Let us pay the bills. Wow. I'm hating on Kevin Hart. Hate, I wish hate, Kevin Hart's hate. career would give out. Damn. All right, we're gonna do. We're gonna. And he do... spelled it like the organ. <laughs> we're gonna do court of public opinion. We're gonna have a okay. second court of public opinion on the overtime show. There it is. Daniel Franklin. Oh, sorry. oh wrong one. Did you have yeah. to the other one? Did I didn't take it, it. But Daniel Franklin says enough with the damn cookie talk. I'm an effing diabetic. Listen, that's on you, son. All right. Daniel, sugar does not mess you up. <laughs> just, just eat one. Trust us. All right. Half. Oh, I see what happened because you went to the different scene. Uh oh. Oh, uh, no, 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 that shouldn't have, Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's not set up, but it should still be in the, uh, if you add a new layer, and then you can go to the files, and, and you can put it there. Um, so, just, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well. So, so I had to get the other video to I'm add here? I'm doing that now. All right. Well, okay, so. I took it off. You got to hit the little, okay, there you go. Uh, so. <laughs> What we're going to talk about now is a little bit about this uh, this gentleman right here. Uh, if you don't know who that is, that is Chiefs Aholic. He is obviously a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh, he goes to the game dressed up like a wolf. Not sure what that's about, but he was uh, recently arrested and charged with a series of bank robberies uh, spanning... It was 11 robberies spanning eight states uh, where he allegedly stole $800,000. Today, he pled guilty, uh, and he is facing up to 50 years in prison, and he has to pay back uh, a little over $530,000 of what he he stole and return any, you know, what they call ill-gotten gains uh, from that money. Now, you know, I I don't... he he pled guilty, so yeah, fine, he did it. Uh, but that's not what we want to talk about oh, because yeah. in this country, you know, everyone is entitled to due process, right? Everyone mm-hmm. is allegedly uh, innocent until proven guilty. You know, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be the assumption, and and we're all supposed to have a a good defense, right? Or the best best possible defense uh, in a, in a court of law, right? Uh, my man had had uh, this guy as his lawyer who gave this speech today outside the courtroom. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier 
And if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's Kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless. This is the most unserious lawyer I've seen since Young Thug's lawyer uh, and, and, and all of her Instagram shorts that I saw a couple weeks ago. How, how, how much do you want to bet that Chisaholic gave him that prepared speech? He said, you read it exactly like that. <laughs> he, looked just... too, he looked too pleased with himself. He's just having a good time. He, <laughs> got, he got this case and thought he was going to have to go in there and defend this moron in a wolf costume. Uh, and then it turned out, yeah, he got him to he got him to plead guilty, and he just went out. And he had himself a time out on the steps in front of the media, and I just don't, I don't know, uh, like I don't understand. How, like, what do you? If if I'm that guy, right? If I'm if I'm the one who just pled guilty, and I see my lawyer giving that speech, I'm suing him, and that's only because you can't get your hands on him at that point. Like it was the most ridiculous speech. Oh, he stumbled and fell, but he didn't let his knee touch the ground. He's going to jail for 50 years, bro. What do you mean? He <laughs> stole the 800. to prove it guilty. I'm going to try to get filthy. He stole $800,000, and he has to pay 530 of it back. And get, he, you know what he used some of the money on, by the way? Uh, tickets? <laughs> An autographed painting of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> They, they said, "They said, okay, you can keep that. The rest you have to give back." Right. So yeah, I just I feel like I feel like honestly the justice system failed this guy. How do you uh, steal eight hundred thousand? But they say you want to pay back. 50, well, because he because he That's, spent however much of it. It doesn't matter so how much give back. No, but he has to give back the stuff. But you know he doesn't. Or have is it? Or is it? Is it one of those things that they can only prove a certain amount? They they suspect that he. No, I mean he didn't prove anything. He, he pled guilty. Uh, but I think it's just because he he spent what however much of it, so he has to give back the things that he that he acquired, well, and then okay. pay back the money as well. Well, I asked that because um, I I listened to this podcast one time. This in that it was about this bank robber. He never actually got caught. He turned himself in, right? Mm-hmm. And my man robbed a lot of banks. <laughs> like he robbed a lot of banks, and he admitted to them, but. They only charge them for a handful. Like they're like, okay, I mean, we can't prove it, but you know, you, you plead guilty, you know, we charge you for X amount. So, you know, assuming he kept some of that money. Pay pay the bills says that speech screams public defender, and that was my initial thought as well. But this guy is a partner at his law firm. <laughs> a partner? It's named after him. It's I I, I, I I'll have to pull it up. Uh, it but his dumber? name. His name is right there. It's it, like he's not a public defender. Uh, it's what? just. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> he didn't look happy delivering that speech. He looked thrilled to me. He like, like I, he... I was looking right beneath the surface, and my man was like, after every line, he was like, "Got him." He said His pockets were collapsed. <laughs> they tried to blitz him. Xavier <laughs> said, "He said that's, look, his, that's his name." I know. I, I saw I it. I thought it. I thought he was. I thought he was just adding some flair, but that's actually his name. 
uh, 50 years in jail for robbery. He robbed 11 banks in eight states. So, yeah, and he used the gun. He threatened people. Yes, it's a very, yes, it's it's a very serious thing, TJ. He should have got more. He should have got more. Armed robbery. And it's up to 50. It's not even, oh, he's not getting even. 50 years. Right. It's up to 50. He yeah. hasn't been sentenced yet. Yeah, Zavar went, went, went to that lawyer and said, audio. Is it messing up again? Can you guys yeah, hear me? Messing up. That's better. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Eminem's dad. <laughs> Xavier went to that lawyer and said, I stole $800,000. Now, when I plead guilty, they can get 800000 back. Or they can get five hundred thousand back, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Give me that. Give me that speech." <laughs> you know, his partner probably told him, "Say, hey, we need some publicity. You got to go out and do it." He's like, "I don't want to do it." He's like, "Listen, it's gonna start something, and we're gonna get younger clients. We're gonna make more money. Go out there and prepare the speech." He was like, "All right, bro." Because there's no way you could be a partner at a law firm, an established law firm, and go out and read that nonsense, especially for somebody you know is guilty. The Bates and Merriman Law Firm. No, that's crazy. That's that's where he is. He's a he, Matthew is a native Kansas Cityan and a graduate of the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Uh, he earned oh. his law degree from the Lewis and Clark School, and I'm not reading any more of that. Uh, okay. But that was his uh, his lawyer, Matthew Merriman. So, so the guy, he, um, he got a little greedy. He actually got away with it in the beginning. And I think the reason for the, the, the wolf's costume was because the way that they caught him was they correlated the Kansas City Chiefs away games to the banks that were robbed. So he had the suit. Whenever they, whenever they saw the suit, they figured he was at the game. So he would have somebody wear the suit while he went out and robbed yeah. the bank. Yeah, I was wrong. He didn't wear the suit while he was robbing the bank. He he had other disguises. Right. Uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So that was why he wore the suit. So somebody else could be in it. But like, no, I was at the game. See, I'm right there. Uh, but but it, but they just put it together. It was like, yo, Kansas City was in Las Vegas this week. The Las Vegas bank got hit. Kansas City was in L.A. this week. The L.A. bank got hit. So that's where he messed up because... He yeah, rob a, everyone. Rob a different bank. Yeah, but he, but he had to go. You know, I mean, he had to follow the team, though, right? Okay, so he had to follow the team. So did his accomplice get a, get in time? Because clearly I mean, he was in on it. You know, you don't know they were in on it. Maybe dude was like, "Hey, I can't make it to the game this week. You want right. the ticket, but you gotta wear the suit, bro. Don't take it off <laughs> ever." Right. And Bill said he wore the same damn shoes. Probably <laughs> <laughs> <Rolling> so. <laughs> That's it, TJ. The old switcheroo. <laughs> Can't believe it didn't work. All right, let's get the submitted questions and get out of here, so I can yeah. scream at Evie Mux more. All right, Uh-oh. submitted questions. We're gonna start off with a question from our guy. I don't even want to read Jay's question anymore because he's been he's been on Jose's very so much in the yeah. chat. But we want to anyway because Jay's my guy. Uh, if the tier two or three edge rushers test well and have great interviews at the combine. Is Burns as good as gone? Honestly, I think he's as good as gone right now because they don't want to pay him what he wants. And if you're coming out the week of the combine where when you're there with all the other GMs and coaches and everything and saying, Hey, you know, we're still open to trading them, you're looking for trade offers. We said this last year, by the way, when they when they tagged them and, and you know they passed up on the two first round picks. We said this. We said 
you're going to get into a position where you have to pay him exactly what he wants, mm-hmm. no matter how he plays during the season. He didn't have the best of seasons, and I know they're thinking, well, you know, you didn't have a great season. We're, you know, come down the price, and he's like, actually, I was thinking the opposite. I'm gonna <laughs> up, I'm gonna up my my price, right. and I'm gonna stick to that because what are you gonna do about it? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you have to pay him. Yeah. Of course, they're fielding they're fielding offers, and they're either going to take a lot less than what they got before, mm-hmm. or they're just going to have to pay the man. I say he stays. Um, I hope he goes. But 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 I kind of hope that he stays a little bit because I think they're setting a precedent. Because what you're doing with him right now, you got to go in next year and do the same thing with Derek Brown. Yeah, they should be signing him. You right. So you know, if he gets traded, I hope he gets traded to Kansas City. All right, moving on. Next question hate from our guy, do. Buck. What's up, Buck? Ridiculous. What's up? With the increased salary cap, who should be the top priority for the Ravens and the Panthers? Well, we know the Ravens' top priority. That's Justin Matabike. Uh, so for the Panthers. Well, he said who DJ should Charles. be. He said who should be. Uh, yeah. DJ Charles. And we got donations. Salute to Bazell for $10. What's that say, B? You can't even read it. Oh, I can't read it. It, it says, says Red Them Girl Scout, Scout Cookies. cookies. <laughs> thank, that's a, that's a cartel. Well. Right. Appreciate it. Um, you know, what? who should be the top priority for Baltimore, I think, is Saquon Barkley. I think it should be it should be an old lineman. It, it should be one of the guys that's going to be available. Um, uh, what's the guy's name from, from the oh, Patriots? Owenu. Oh, I think he should be the priority in there's another one from the the. I don't know who that other team was from, but uh, and who do you think the Ravens' top priority should be in free agency? I would say Saquon Barkley as well. Okay. Because I think those I think those those tackles will be available later on. I said the Rams. I'm not sure if you heard it. Oh no, no we didn't. didn't. Okay. The other ones from the from the Rams. Okay, I cut you off. Go ahead, Hendo. Oh no, you good? I said Saquon. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it needs to be an old one. I think it should be one A, one B. At least one guard, one of these guards, and Saquon. That needs to be it. Not Derrick Henry. And I don't have anything against Derrick Henry. He might have another really good year or two or three. Who knows? Put players like that. But Saquon is young. He's in his prime. Right. Like get a home run hitter. All right, so moving on to our next question. Uh, it's for the Panthers. There's too many names to list. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say Mike Evans. They go ahead and prioritize Mike Evans because they have the connection uh, with the head coach there. But I mean, it's it could literally be anybody. DJ Chark, Lavishka Chanel. No, 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 no. Moving on. Do you guys care about the combine when it comes to drafting players? And that's from our guy Jeremy. Who hates lemonade? <clears throat> the combine doesn't mean a whole lot, but yes, <laughs> yes, I, I look. It's it's fun to watch. It 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 has some bearing on those guys that you don't really know about. You want to see if they have the athletic, if they have the tools. That that's what it is, right? You see some guys that you don't really have a whole lot of tape on, uh, or they're they're not necessarily superstars and and. You want to see, okay, if if I get this guy in the third round, you know, is it somebody that that will have the tools that we can mold, our team can mold into something? That's what you're looking for. Hendo? 
Um, I'm going to say I used to care about the combine. Like this used to be an exciting time period for me because you got to look at the prospects. And this is when I was really into college football. So I was just looking and, and getting into, you know, like he said, the underwear Olympics and, and the fandom of it. But recently, not so much just because following the Ravens and actually looking closely at what they do, they are a team that only looks at height, weight, and speed. They don't really look to see if a player can play if they love football, they're just looking at these aesthetics that sometimes don't translate to football. So this time of year for me, that's cool to look at and see who may have up their uh, draft stock. But for the Ravens, it really doesn't matter because they have a preconceived notion of, oh, this is a big guy that runs pretty fast. We're going to draft him. And if he can play, he can play. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say yes, it matters. Uh, I like to see how a player moves. You want to see if a player is stiff, or if they're, if they're a fluid mover, uh, particularly with the O-linemen. I also like watching the receivers, that one drill where they have to run down a straight line, catching passes on opposite sides. You know, the guys who can run down that straight line and not be weaving back and forth, trying to get extra time, you know, to, to locate the ball. You, know, you like to see, see those guys. Uh, I'm trying to find out. I had saved a tweet from, uh, I believe it was Josh Norris, uh, and it was about offensive linemen, and essentially what it was, uh, looking at the short shuttle uh, time. And I remember. there's no, no, there's a there, for for offensive linemen, there's a certain threshold where if the offensive lineman comes in under that that time for the short shuttle, basically like ninety five percent of those guys are are starters in the NFL. Uh, yeah. And I I just I can't find the the list right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it does matter. And again, I think it's more about the the movement, not so much the oh the bench press, the forty time, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But you know, their their agility and, and how they how they look moving around the field doing for the D lineman. You talking about? No, that's for the O line. O line. O line. Okay. The 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 D lineman. You know, you want to look at the three cone drill, uh, and typically below seven seconds is 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 a pretty good time for that. Uh, just showing that they have that kind of the 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 bend. The bend. And the, yeah, and they can get around the corner and things like that. But I think it. I think it does matter, um, just not the the events that most people pay attention to. Uh, so moving on, next up, we got a question from Noah, and Noah wants to know. We were kind of just talking about this. Uh, if you were the Bears, would you draft a quarterback at number one, or take Marvin Harrison Jr. and keep Justin Fields? Take Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe the best prospect in the draft. Wow. But yeah. I, no, he he's saying either or. So you you would trade Fields? No, I would keep Fields and take MH. Okay, he's he's saying either or. You don't get everything. So he said it says take MH and keep Fields. That's what I just said. Yeah. Okay. What okay. are you yelling at me for? <laughs> I, I answered the question. Because I wasn't paying attention to what you said. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for the list. Bet, bet, uh, bet. I remember that. Would you keep my, Fields or keep bet. Fields? Right. <laughs> no, uh, I would. Um, I believe in Justin Fields. I don't believe in that coach. Yeah, thanks. And and the problem is, I wouldn't take Marvin Harrison number one. I would be looking to move back, but then it gets a little tricky when you try to do that because they have to stay in front of the Cardinals because uh, you know the Cardinals are just itching to ruin another great wide receiver's career. Oh, I think. Um, but, you know, I think they can get it done. You know, Washington, I think, wants to move up to one. I think there's probably an argument that, that New England wants to move up uh, if they can to get Caleb. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that they haven't really given 
Justin Fields a, a, a good chance to be successful. Um, the only thing is the contract. And it's just, it's, it's, it's going to be big. Thanks. Yeah, but listen, we only have what? We're less than a couple of weeks. I think we're about a couple of weeks, three weeks or less uh, for free agency. Yeah. So Justin Fields, supposedly by what the team said, is going to be traded before them, before mm-hmm. then to give him an opportunity. So we possibly have two weeks before we know what the Bears are actually going to do. Yeah, so you're going to be looking at defending Justin Fields to George Pickens. So that's And, and him running because he can run. Mm-hmm. But he's going to Atlanta. Or New England, mm, or maybe even may, no. Here's here's the wild card team. Looking at the head coach and looking at what he just came from, okay. and how scrambling quarterbacks move, Mike McDonald might want him because he's not sold on Geno Smith or uh, Drew Locke. How could you be, honestly? I mean that is true. It's Geno. It's Geno Smith. You're such a hater, man. Of course he's sold on Geno. He said he wasn't. Geno's the man. So you would take Geno over uh, over Fields? I mean, look, 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 <laughs> look, all right. We talk about moving forward. Gino's a little older, so you're, you're, you're obviously looking for a replacement there. Um, but just like if we're talking about one season, I'm taking Gino. We're talking about your franchise going forward, bro. Okay, but he's, yeah, he's old, all right? So, yes, I'm going to take Justin Fields. Gino's old, but I'm just saying, you know, he's the better player right now. I just come on the show and I get berated and yelled at? Wow. <laughs> All right. Is that the last question? No, we got one more, but I was looking for that, that old lineman list and I found a bet slip right All right, before you, you read that, before I'm flustered now. Before I get cut out again, all right, because I haven't been able to plug anything uh, all, all day. All right, but this is for points. You guys don't know how points work here. Um, comments, you know, like the like the rude comments that Jay has been putting in the chat box all, all night. <laughs> Uh, that'll get you points, okay? Donations, all right? That'll get you points like our man Bazel did. Uh, you'll sign up to our newsletter at lbhtshow.com. That gets you all my automatic 1,000 points. Where do the points get you? Prizes at the end of the month. The person with the most points will get a prize. Mm-hmm. And the person that wins our drawing, we do a drawing. Anybody that gets at least 1,000 a month enters into the drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card, all right? So people are typing in the chat right now to see who's leading. Looks like Alex Ritter <clears throat> is leading right now. All right. So this is it. Okay. This is the last push. This is the last mm-hmm. push. Tomorrow's the last day of the month. Get her done. All right. So, you know, Danity is, is number two. Jeremy's three. Okay. Look, this, you know, keep, keep chatting. Keep, you know, subscribing. That gets you points. Sign up to our, our um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash LBHT show. All those will get you a lot of points. All right. Uh, what's the last question? And this right here, submitted questions. We read your question on air. That'll also get you questions and answering the trivia question correctly if you're one of the first three to do it. Yes. Uh, so the last question comes from Shug. What are your top five wings flavors? And then drums or flats? No boneless. Those are nuggets. Uh, so boneless, first of all. First of all, I eject. I like boneless. Bone, boneless is the way to go. Uh, number one flavor is lemon pepper. Yes. Two through five, don't really matter. What say? What say you, Hendo? I mean, okay, your your chicken. Your, 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 
So they're back in the days when I had wings. Number one would be honey lemon pepper wings. Yes. Two would be lemon pepper. And the other three really don't matter. Oh no, three would be three would be buffalo. And then the other two really don't matter. Uh, I'm disappointed. Obey did not make your list. Oh, I forgot about that. You know mm. what? No, Jose. Honey obey. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yes, uh, honey is like it's like that's like stero- that's like steroids, okay? Like <laughs> That's, that's like a performance enhancing right, it, it thing for, for the flavors. Yes. <laughs> it is. It, it, it makes such a difference. You I can throw honey on anything. So but yes, okay, yes, yes. Honey Old Bay. And oh, good old barbecue. Depends on the barbecue sauce. Yeah, it does. It does. They're not they're not all created equal, but yes, a good barbecue. Uh Jeremy says buffalo barbecue, garlic, uh, teriyaki, lemon pepper. All right. Habanero mango. What is this? That is actually good. good. That is actually pretty good. good. That is pretty good. But you're just hating on Jay at this point. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm coming at. I'm coming at for you, Jay. (laughs) But I think the the bigger question. The bigger question is. I never heard of that before. Bigger question is flats or drums. That's the bigger question. Drums. Nuggets. (laughs) Yes. Give me the kids menu, please. Some nuggets and fries. I really am like that. I, I want boneless wings. I don't want any. I don't want any bones or gristle mm-hmm. at all. It's just it's, it's too much of a mess. I guess uh, I don't need it. <laughs> Tyrone said my blood sugar is spiking just thinking about it. <laughs> yes, wings and and Girl Scout cookies. Hmm. That's, right. That's what we do over here. All right, so that is it for submitted questions. Uh, thank you to everybody who, who you know posted. Uh, you can after every Thursday morning, uh, we put up a post on the community tab on the YouTube channel, and you can post your questions there. And like Jose said, you get points uh, if we read your question on air. Uh, next up, we're gonna do the trivia question, mm-hmm. uh, which we get three answers. Wait, uh, be, before I cut out, I'm gonna cut out again. One. I can feel it. Uh, tell tell them real quick what they can get on on. Our Patreon, okay, and the overtime show, which is coming next. Uh, well, I don't even realize. I don't remember what we're talking about. Oh, we're talking about Cam Newton, uh, beating down some random, some random, you know, uh, uh, they look like children in the video, but they are full grown adults. That guy right uh, there, he's like, Yo, that's Cam, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cam, Cam is a giant. In that damn wow, he got right it. He got it. He got it. Uh, yeah, Cam's a giant. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about him manhandling three or four other grown men. Uh, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we do that every week following the live show, uh, and that's just for our patron members. Uh, and you can go to Patreon.com/slash/LBHTShow if you want to uh, join that. Uh, that also gets you into our Discord. We also have a Raven Stadium tour. We're going to M&T Bank Stadium on April sixth. Uh, along with Hendo uh, and any any of our patrons, so we're getting a we're gonna have a free tour of the stadium, uh, and then we're probably gonna hit a restaurant or something to hang out, have lunch, you know, drinks or whatever. Uh, so if you are interested in that, you know, you can sign up to Patreon.com/slash/LBHTShow or slash ROUG or to OTR Mics, which I cannot remember. I believe it's just OTR Mike. OTR Mike. Uh, OTR Mike. And join us for April sixth at M&T Bank Stadium. The uh, it is limited availability, so it is kind of a first-come, first-serve thing. Now, 
Moving on to the trivia time. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. This uh, goes back to the Black History Fact for today. To how many All-Star games was Hank Aaron selected during his 23-year career? Oh, who was paying attention? Not me. <laughs> now, I, I, I will say uh, it wasn't mentioned. The, the specific number was not in the video, but it was mentioned that it is, in fact, an uh, MLB record. Uh, he has the most All-Star appearances of all time. All right. Oh, we got okay. some numbers in there. I I, I was going to say Jay's answer, but okay. don't don't but, copy but you, me because I don't but know. You, but you didn't, so you don't get credit for that. I don't get credit anyway. Uh, well, I, I, I will give you points. You give me points? I would. You never give me points. You you never got it. I right could have got points. Oh, yeah. He has gotten it right. No, he has a, not. I on have a, on a on, a, on a, an occasion or two. He has. Yeah. On an occasion or two, we do have three correct answers though. Uh, yeah. Starting with pay the bills at twenty five, and Noah well, and Osmond uh, coming in second and third, and you might be wondering how he got to twenty five All Star games in his twenty three year career. Uh, there was a point I forget the it was very early in his career and during the fifties where they were trying to drum up uh, you know attention and, and and revenue for the sport, and so they held two All Star games each year for a few years. So oh, okay. uh, over a four-year period, he ended up going to eight All-Star games, <laughs> and finished his career with a MLB record <clears throat> twenty-five. So congrats to those who uh, got the uh, answer correct there, and I'll be adding the points for you now. That's a baseball stat right there. Mm-hmm. Oops. Hey, the Bills. All right. He's going to add those points, and uh, we're going to wrap this up. Hendo, thank you for coming in here and uh, and saving the day while while the Girl Scouts of America try to shut me down, <laughs> the, the cartel that they are. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Well, you can find me at The Rogue Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and wherever you get your audio podcasts to do a live show every Sunday evening at 7 p.m., with my man Brian here. You can also find me every Tuesday at 8 p.m. doing a live show with my man Mr. Dre with uh, Dre called Electric Relaxation with Mr. Galloway talking all things hip hop. And then you can find me at 9.45 sometimes with Bradney and Shug on Shug Night 323 doing the Steel Claw. It's not what it's called. It's called Steel Conspiracy. It's about the about the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> and it really should only be Shug and Hendo. Uh, but someone has to be there, otherwise they will just fight like children for an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that is well, about it. Uh, all right. Well, you yes. know, better luck, I, I guess, you know, hopefully for me in the overtime show, which is going to be starting right now. We're going to be putting Cam Newton versus the TSP crew. <laughs> is it TPS or TSP? T- TSP crew TSP. on trial. All right. Uh, you don't want to miss this. And we're going to be talking about some Russell Wilson, uh, you know, with having some beef with the Broncos organization, rightfully so. All right. But thank you, everybody, for coming through. Hendo, thanks for coming through. No Patrons, get ready. The overtime show is starting in minutes. Everybody else, thank you very much. Have a great night. 
Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the like button on your way out. And we will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>